Hey, welcome to the Trailside Duke show. Welcome back. Uh, we got an awesome show today, Tony. Welcome to the Trailside Dukes. Oh, okay. What was that? Have you ever heard the uh, Bob and Doug 12 Days of Christmas? Well, I remember Bob and Doug, you have them up there, but yeah. I don't know what that was. Dude, we're, that's a, a Bob and Doug McKenzie thing. They would open up with their show and stuff. Do it again. It's part of the <laughs> Okay. You have some uh, Trailside Dukes merch Dude, that came in, right? We got some sweet let's see, merch. Let's do the. Let's see what you got. Okay. Let's do. What do they call Check this? Out. The hall. The hall. He's got the the Trailside Dukes hall. Check this shirt out, Corey. I like it. Right. That's good. Okay. Is, I mean, we're doing some sweet stocking stuffing here, Corey. Wow. My hats haven't come in yet, but okay, but that's okay. Dude, check this out. Right. Purple. We got the purple. Trailside Dukes, and then that's I got, the ladies' cut. I know right that's there. the ladies' nice. cut. Nice, yeah. Form fitting. And then check this one out, right? Yep. So we got we got another purple one for the guys. We got the Trailside Dukes, and then like, dude, you got the Carol Corner. Oh, it's in the, the back. yeah, in the corner. It's in the How corner nifty. of the T-shirt. Nice, isn't that sweet? That's great. Okay, some cool. more T-shirts, but then yeah. we got. You know, oh, the decals. Yeah. Or you some, call them decals. Yeah, these are fun decals, right? We got some fun decals for the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Windows, whatever. I'm going to give some to the Jackman. Put it on the cooler or whatever. Oh, walking through Helena, sticking it on a lamppost. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. We, cool. We, we got to get underground here with this stuff. Nice. Like, let's go. Taking it to the streets. Taking it to the streets. <laughs> Doobie Brothers style. Okay. I wow, like that's it. impressive. Okay. Yep. Super awesome. Fun. Are you, I'm proud of your haul, man. That's I know. good. That's a good start. I know. Nice. Well, uh, we got some FCS to talk about, right? And there were some games played, some losers, some winners, and we're down to the final four teams. There always is, Corey. Are. Well. We we watched the Idaho game against Albany. Yeah, pretty good back and forth for a little bit, and then the Vandals couldn't hang on, and Albany's defense hunkered down, and actually their quarterback was just he was throwing some great balls on the run. It didn't yeah. look like they were supposed to go anywhere, but he had his number thirteen guy, his wideout that went over two hundred yards receiving. It was crazy. Yeah. He made some big plays, and U of I did not. I mean. You know, it was kind of for the second week. They were just kind of plugging along here. Come on, wake up. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know. You know what I mean? But, I mean, a great season for U of I. Those those kids played hard. Right. Fun. Got to the quarterfinals. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's great for them. Um, you know, can't be too sad. You can go into next season feeling pretty good about the progress that you made. Made the from playoffs back-to-back -back years for sure. Yeah. That's very good. cool. So Albany's going to play um, South Dakota State, Ooh. which is the one seed. So the Great Danes versus the Jackrabbits. Yes, okay. exactly. Albany has the number one defense in FCS, so uh, maybe they can stop that high-powered offense of the Jackrabbits. I don't know. If you were in a cage match with <laughs> Jackrabbits, how many could you take? More than geese. More than geese? Yes. Okay. Yes, You're not worried sure. about Jackrabbits? Not at all. What about Great Danes? Uh, maybe they're big one they, they get mad <laughs> one. <laughs> one one great name one great day okay so we got those those uh games covered okay yep are and you, then wait are you picking the jackrabbits or are you picking the great names uh, i don't want south dakota state to win because i feel like they've been talking smack all year long they be have a, to defend their title right they won last year be they're, a cool underdog story if the great names beat them that would be great um yep, but i agree I think, I think the jackrabbits will win at home i think they're, they're pretty tough they're, they're tough they're so. tough okay but you that's your mind but with your heart you're going with albany right yep yep going with them uh in okay. the other game montana won their game and uh Coeur high school boy Kale Edwards came up with a big sack. That's a, that, can we see right. it? Yeah, I've Let's got it. it. There it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Kale. Yeah. Pride of Coeur Vikings showing them where you are. Let's go. 
So the Fun. Grizzlies move on, and uh, North Dakota is going to come to town, and they played each other, I believe, last year. So North Dakota is going to come into town and see what they can do in Missoula. But I think uh, the Grizzlies are looking tough. They're playing some Dude, good ball right I, now. I, I think the Grizzlies are looking real tough. Um, you know, and definitely you want the Grizzlies to to beat the uh, beat North Dakota, the Bisons. They've they've had their run of national right. championships, and now. San Diego or uh, Southern South Dakota is kind of like won it last year. And I'm like, you know, Hey, go Montana. Let's go. Yep. I'm pulling for the Grizz all the way. Yeah. Here I we mean, go. Hey, Missoula's in Montana. They got yep. the three F's. <laughs> they, they do. They got Kale <laughs> Edwards. They got football. They got snow. They got trailside Dukes. Yeah. They got right? trailside Dukes. That's all you need. I know. How many Grizzly do you think you could take in a cage match? Maybe half. Like one cub. A cub. <laughs> one cub, maybe. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see mama. <laughs> no. No. Uh, but a lot of uh, you know, a lot of our friends' kids and you know, going to school there. Yeah. Exciting, you know, just an exciting year for some of those kids and um, you know Great run. Um, some some of the freshmen that we know over there. So Yep, that's last just awesome. last home game, right? Because if they win then they the championships in Frisco, Texas. Right. Yeah. So yeah, go Grizz. Let's see what happens. So um, you were asking a bunch of questions, you know, right there, you know, me fighting and cage matches and I stuff like see that. You fight. We, <laughs> we actually have a question in our poll um, from last episode, and it's in there. It's a yes or no question. So all you got to do is select yes or no if uh, if you're listening. And um, it is should Florida State University be in the four team playoffs? You know, for the FBS, for the college playoffs. So, um, you know, you just click yes or no. People have already gotten in there. I think it's 100% yes so far from what I've seen. Um, so go ahead and check out the poll and Dude, make Easy your vote. to say yes. <laughs> Who do you take out? Maybe Alabama. I, it would, uh, that it would, would be have to pick. be them. That would, so that, that would be them. Florida State and uh, Georgia well, playing Alabama. In. They've been in there so many times. <laughs> Put FSU in there. FSU and Georgia playing in the what should have been bowl is what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So Ah, Saban, even though he's Croatian, he's got a lot. He's been in there a lot. Right. Give it to FSU. Why yeah. not? Make a committee. Right. Who wants to be on it? I don't know. How about Joe? George? Jim? Susie? Jeff? They're nice people. <laughs> Susie. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, moving on, I think maybe with all these questions we have, maybe we should pull a question from the fan bag. Do you think? I think so. We should get. Oh, let's see what we got here. I know we've got some questions. We have. We've had quite a few people writing in with "I'm mad" and some questions. Um, this one comes from uh, Craig. He says, "Tony and Corey, I have several questions for the Trailside Dukes to ponder and discuss." He's an eloquent man. He has uh, he has about four different questions. I say maybe we just do two right now, and then yeah. we can get to the other well, two. We'll see. So, we can rattle them all, all off. Right. So, uh, number one here, what is the best sport for a young person to participate in and why? Good question. What do you think for a young person? Well, I know what you'll say. You'll say pickleball. No. You're not going to say pickleball? I'm not. No. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm going to surprise you with mine. Okay, go ahead. I'm Football football and a lot of parents would disagree right like they're worried about concussions and for little guys and all this stuff but you know the the uh, i've gone to you know matt mclaughlin who's a doctor in town his son plays for Furman. we when we were coaching our kids in middle school football we went to a big presentation um it was put on by some athletic association it was down at the resort and it was a doctor and he was going through all kinds of stats and like rolling off like your most concussed sport is gymnastics oh and then it's like soccer and then it's like cheerleading and football's like fourth on the list right so concussions are going to happen in many different sports when you look at youth football right their body masses are much smaller you're not going to have the speed plus the mass that you see like in college football or in the pros and yeah seeing a concussion is scary right yeah but like you know um 
it's it, it, it's it's a part of I mean something walking across the street or slipping on a on some ice and getting concussed, but it's safe. It's a it's a great sport for those people who have played it. Like you know, coaching football with the the staff that I did with at Coeur d'Alene and guys that played football are blood and guts about it. You know, Matt McLaughlin, who's a doctor now, and he's all for it. Like, there's no other sport that has the elements that football has in it. And uh, I, I just recommend it for any anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is a great sport. It's fun. Okay. There's my pick. You got football. I am going with soccer. Okay. And the my the reasoning behind my decision of soccer is because I feel like it's the very first sport that you could put your kid in. Um, all the other sports, you know, with the rules and stuff like that, a little harder for some of the kids to pick up. But so you can play flag football when you're five. I'm just saying, like, I think for the kids, as a like the very first sport to play, put a ball in the middle of the field. Two goals on the end, and you just watch the swarm oh, kind of move fun. around, chase the ball, and everybody goes around, right? Is that what your kids and did? And then you got like one or two off on the side picking dandelions and stuff, and the Nothing parents are yelling like, Jill, get up and run and get the ball. Like, they're all yelling, get the ball, right? Get yeah. the ball, get the ball. Well, there's the swarm is <laughs> trying to get the ball because you're yelling Get the ball. So nothing wrong. But then later on in life, they learn positioning. And if they decide to stick with it, I just feel like it's the very first sport that any kid plays because it's just like, boom, you put them in there. Let's see if they'll go for the ball or if they're going to sit on the side and pick dandelions and sit there and talk to the person on the other side. And it's just like, it's funny to watch. You could have a baseball dad say T ball, like Jack played T ball. And T ball was hilarious. Yeah, it is. They go all, I mean, it's entertaining for the parents because you don't know what's going on. Right. They're running all over the place. And like you said, you got a kid in left field who's picking grass and whatever. (laughs) But uh, like T ball was a fun you know, yeah. sport for kids to go into. I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe, I mean, really, I feel like any sport could be a good one, especially when they're super little. It's just fun to watch like that, right? There's just chaos yeah. and stuff, different things going on. Everybody's in a different place yeah. in a different world. Yeah. And the parents are just, you know. Don't be that parent that's <laughs> mad or whining. Oh, gosh. Mad about losing, mad they're not winning, whatever. Hey, it's at just least they're super out there and they're fun. not sitting in front of the screen or oh, something. You super know? fun. So, yeah. I like that Laugh one. Along. That was a good question. Good, yeah. good question, Craig. Uh, number two, what is the best sport for people to be spectators at and why? Oh, boy. That's a great question. That's a tough one, I yeah. think. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to football in one way, but then it's not necessarily my okay. only pick. But, like, college versus NFL, college is way more fun to be at the game than an NFL game. Don't get me wrong, like, going to a Packers game – uh, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing, right? You go yeah. to Lambeau Field and seeing all that. But for the actual entertainment value uh, and excitement and the bands playing, like a fun college game is always, to me, better. Even going to Carroll College, I'd rather go to a Carroll College game than a Seattle Seahawks game. I really would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just more enthusiasm, just more fun. The tailgating simple. You know, you're in Montana. You got the three Fs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of F, did you just toot? I did not. No, you tooted. No, I you, did not. You tooted. Not at all. It's okay. It was probably you. You I do it a t- lot on the show. You did it last one. I you about snuck blew one out the last... camera over. I, yeah, I like how you, you, you didn't sneak you one added out. The explosion in fire. I, it barely needed to be added. It, if you because it was there. Okay. Like I'm surprised I kept my eyes open. Okay. So, but I'm gonna just say this. So, um, hockey is an amazing sport yes. to be entertained by. Um, if you have a chance to go to a like a even a WHL game, um, minor league hockey game, heck, even like a high school game, um, you know what I mean? Kids playing at a high level and hockey is like, and we can jump into one of Skip's other questions, which was 
um, you know, which is the most athletic. And I think oh. it's hockey. I know a lot of people would say the NBA, but like you're mm. on skates and you are, you know, you're moving around and you're, you're shooting, you're passing. And then how about this crazy element? You got to fight sometimes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? You're an athlete. You're not in a you're cage a, match with geese. You're you got a, a UFC fighter you sometimes. Got some and you're Russian a, standing in front of you. You're on a, <laughs> playing a soccer game on ice with a stick. Like to me, it's very athletic. I know some people would say the NBA and, and you know, I've never, mm. uh, actually I have been to an NBA game, but that goes to show you how much I remember of it. But <laughs> I remember more of a hockey game a good college game, um, or a game at Lambeau Field. Yeah? Go Pack Go. Okay. Uh, this is a hard one for me because okay. I think of, I, I mean, I've been to a boxing match before. Oh, yeah. Boxing's kind of crazy. A lot of, um, a lot of excitement, and uh, there's just something different about it than any other sport that I've been to, right? Ooh. I mean, it's just two guys and that's it, or two gals. It's just... Two people, and that's it, right mono there. Mono a mono, and it's like cage match. It's a little bit of everything with your feelings, and it's just like I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, feelings. Yeah, you know, the person might get knocked out, or nothing gonna... more than feelings. <laughs> I don't know. So there's that. I've been to an NHL game. Very oh, yeah. exciting. I've been to a Seahawks game. I will say this, for me, the difference between the NFL game and the college game is just simply the crowd and the noise. When the, when the crowd goes off and uh, we were seeing, we, we, I took Kobe and we watched a game back when um, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. So that year we went to a home game and they were playing the Vikings, Adrian Peterson and the Vikings. And I mean, the noise level in that yeah. stadium Seahawks was so loud. awesome. And it's just something that you got to experience it. Um, I've been to a, a rugby game over in Australia. Right, right. The rugby games are really fun. And is that's this a professional more, rugby yeah, game? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, fun. Uh, it was the Sydney Roosters and uh, Canberra. Oh. I forgot what the name yeah. of Canberra's um, people getting team. crazy. But that's the thing. It was kind of like maybe a college atmosphere, but at a pro level because yeah, the people were crazy. Um, if you don't know all the rules, I mean, it kind of gets crazy just in its own thing when the the balls moving around that, and stuff. If but you it was admit cool. to not knowing the rules in the stands. Do you get beat up? No, because the people are very friendly there, and oh, okay. they'll help keep you on track. Okay. Yeah, they they love it, and they um, they, they, they love beverages. Their, they the love their beer. Yes, okay. they had plenty of beer. Uh, there was there was a lot of beer. <laughs> Let's okay. just say that. So that was that was pretty fun, and it was probably just because I was in a different country. And, you know, just all of that. Oh, man. So, I bet it was exciting. This is a really hard one for me to pick. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, I don't know. I mean, that rugby was pretty cool. Seahawks game was awesome. I just think if you can get out to any live event, I think that's it. I mean, Even pickleball. Eh, I don't know. I mean, that's to me, that's more fun to play than to watch. Yeah, you don't. That's wanna, just you me. You want to just sit in the stands and watch no, pickleball. I'd rather. I'd love. I mean, hockey is fun to watch. I think you you brought up a good point. I mean, those guys are excellent athletes. I mean, the how fast you skate, uh, the movement with the puck. I mean, all these different things going on at once. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. I, I didn't think of that one. I was thinking, dude, something, I went to I was a thinking fight. more like track and field kind of stuff or oh, something. Hockey or players are way more some kind of endurance or Iron Man kind of thing is kind of what yeah, I was thinking the, of. But for their, but they're so the specialized, sport, right? Like yeah, the, that's like, pretty good. Nothing against track athletes, or right. Whatever they're specialized, right? But you think of like a sport that has to do so. That's why I think like NBA's in that in that realm, right? Basketball, but. It's not as Maybe. physical and violent no. as hockey. Now, football is as physical and violent, but football is like in six, seven, you know, second spurts. Little spurts and then a Whereas, break. Yeah. And hockey doesn't go like full. They have shifts, right? But they're going for a full good minute and a half, two minutes, hardcore. And and then you got to either hop over the wall when your shift's over and you're already yeah. tired. Oh, yeah. Right? Or somebody maybe opens the door for you, but they don't really Dude, do I went to a much. fight one time and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> serious 
So those are good questions from Skip. Yep. Right? Yep. So thanks, thanks Skip. for writing in. Hey, and uh, you guys, you know, if you want to ask us any questions, feel free to write us at trailsidedukes at gmail.com. And uh, maybe we'll go to the bag and answer your question. Or if you have uh, something you're mad about, hit us up with what yeah. you're mad about, and we'll put it in the I'm Mad segment. Seriously, give us give us some give us some stuff. Email us. Like when we talk about like Corey and I's like sports or games, like sh- shoot us out something that you remember, a favorite game, um, you know, a favorite memory of a sport. We would love to share it out to our listeners. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we should move on to, since we were talking about it, the I'm Mad segment. You want to do some I'm Mad? I think we should. Okay. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm <laughs> oh, not going to take you it. You like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From I the like network. That. That's yes. fun. Okay. And I'm not going to take it anymore. What Uh-oh. are you not going to take anymore? What are you mad about this week, Tony? You know what? I'm reading it in the paper oh, right over let's here. Let's go. Okay. okay. So, like, you know, when Carol season ended and NAIA, which, by the way, um, you know, interesting uh, in the NAIA. Um, so, uh, Kaiser beat College of Idaho. Kaiser is going to play. And I'm going to totally zoo this up because I wasn't prepared to talk about this. So, sorry. Um, yeah, that's okay. Sorry. Sorry. But, um, you know, so since Carol's season has been over, we've been kind of following College of Idaho a little bit, gone okay. to a couple games. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it's kind of fun where there's a few local players on there that we know. But I just read this in the paper today that the starting quarterback for um, Idaho is uh, going into the transfer portal. Oh, he is. Like, they started wow. him as a freshman, Giovanni McCoy. They started him as a freshman. You know what I mean? He um, he won an award as like the most outstanding rookie. You know what I mean? In all of S- FCS, wow. he comes back this year. He's their starter. They roll with him. You know what I mean? They go right up until the uh, quarterfinals. They lose, and the week after they lose, he's like, "I'm going into the transfer portal." Like to me, it just hmm. seems cheesy, right? Like this whole thing about transfer portal. And all this stuff. I'd like, like to see you stick and stay and see if you can go further next year. Yeah, what is going on? I'm mad. Like, this is ridiculous, right? So transfer portal, come on. Like, I get it if your coaches move, you get a new coaching staff, and, like, those guys, they got their guys, and you're like, ah, I'm going in the transfer portal. Yeah. But I, this scenario, like, I don't get this at all. Like, it just it – just, it doesn't feel right, and I'm mad. Well, didn't you say the running back was also? Yep, running back the is running back also. Is. Wow. Yep, yep, he had a great year. Woods um, rushed for 1,000 mm. yards, 16 touchdowns, going in the transfer portal. Like, whatever. Like, I'm just telling you, like. I get it, I get it. These guys, like, okay, whatever. Carroll College. Like, Jack Perk is not going to enter the transfer portal. He, he's, he is loving his school. Oh, like, you heard it, like, heard it here first on Trailside Dukes. Go to your you school, go. love your school, right? And, yeah, there's only one starter. But these two were starters. You know what I mean? Like, they were starters. Yeah. And, and now you're unhappy and you're jumping in the transfer portal. You, you got your staff right there. Like, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe they, they think they can play at the next level is all I can think of. Maybe it's maybe a pull for next level NIL money or something. I mean, I feel like the NIL has just really made this transferring thing go crazy. Grass is always greener on the other side. Good luck. Too bad, so sad. Like, whatever. I, I would be surprised. You know okay. what I mean? Like... You're mad. Oh, I'm mad. Like, <laughs> okay, like if you're a, if I'm a diehard Vandal fan, I'm saying go get out of here. See you later. Well, you I want d- out. Goodbye. We, Don't we come saw back. that. Uh, Don't come back. We saw that backup quarterback mm-hmm. play against ISU, and he was, he was on good. fire, man. And I I liked him. I mean, he had a spark, and he was there he was, was playing some good. You ball. know, while we were watching the game, there was a part of our conversation like, are they going to put the backup in? Because he he did seem so oh, good. And McCoy was against... just kind of so so. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, against Albany. I'd... Yeah, we'll see. Well, sure. back yeah. hey, with uh, McCoy putting that in there, backup quarterback, he's got a smile from ear to ear. Let's go. 
I yep. would too. Like, you know, whatever. See you, McCoy. Don't let, right. the, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, should we see who else is mad? Uh, yeah, I'm curious. See, see who wrote in to us? Yep. All right. I can't Check stay mad out here. I'm going to just get all worked up. You got to move it on, huh? Yeah. Okay. Who else is mad? Well, uh, this one is from uh, Patrick Mahomes. 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 <laughs> he wrote in. What's Pat got well, to say? Well, he says he's mad. So he says, hey, guys, I'm writing in because I'm mad. I'm mad at the referees from the other night. They called a penalty on my boy Tony who lined up offsides and uh, we had the the game winning play you know the toss back from Kelsey for those that you didn't see it it was an awesome play throw downfield to Kelsey uh just split second decision to throw it out to Tony on the near the sideline and he goes in for a score and there was a flag on the play so I've uh, seen the video, right? And we've also like posted that out there, which is kind of fun. Yeah. If you yeah, want if you want to see the play, but what I haven't seen is like I want to see Tony's foot, like I want to see the pre-snap it's alignment. It's totally over the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't even well, check with the ref. He everything just I've up. read has said like and you know, you get Mahomes, he was mad. I'd yes. be mad. Yeah, he was totally mad, mad, throwing, yelling at the refs and stuff like that. But they made the right call. They did. Did you hear that he was also said some trash talk to the Bills quarterback? To Allen? Yeah, there was something said on the field. Oh, did I, you didn't, see that? I didn't. Yeah, know there that. was something. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch the whole thing. But he he said some kind of like he was mad. Yeah, like Pat's mad. Dang yeah. it. He, he was. How mad. are we going to help him so, out? Uh, well, I, I have a theory. I have a theory that he was upset with his receivers and he was taking it out on the refs. And I think that's, I feel like that's maybe a leadership kind of thing for him. Yeah. Knowing I'm mad at maybe my teammates, but I'm not going to show it directed towards the teammates. I'm going to let the refs have it. Maybe it's just my own thing. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, Patrick, I, I know, I mean, his receivers has let him down in a couple of games here where they probably yeah. could have turned those into wins. But, yeah, um, you know, some drop passes and stuff like that. Oh, the one against the Packers yeah. was terrible. So just, He's mad. Just different things. So And they're not used to losing like this. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, some adversity, right? Because they've been rolling, yeah. rec- you know, recent years. And now it's time to buckle down, make some catches. I don't know. The one Pat, get a team meeting together, uh, players only kind of thing, quarterbacks and whiteouts, and see what happens. That's my suggestion. That's your suggestion. Yeah. They do play know. in the AFC West, which is right now pretty terrible. So I think they're still, you know, I mean, they're the team to beat in the AFC West. They are. But, yeah, they, they've got to pull it together. Here the Broncos. That's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Hang okay. in there, Patrick. Hang in there, Patrick. The yep. Hang. Maybe you need to go, like, on a double date with Do one of Taylor those ice baths with all the bath bombs that you have in your bombs. bathrobe. And, oh, that'd, yeah. be, that'd probably feel nice. Remember, he likes those. He's a bath yeah. balmy kind of guy. Yeah. Go take a bath. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> clean, <laughs> clean it off. Okay. Let it go. Let it go down the drain. The few bath. Uh, we got bombs. another one here oh, that boy. somebody wrote in. Okay. It says, hi. <laughs> I'm mad because you guys are really funny and kind of remind me of Rhett and Link. Uh, but you guys don't do any of the challenges or games. What's up with that? This is from from Callie. <laughs> so, she say she, we remind her of Ren and Stimpy? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Rhett and Link, they do a awesome show called Good Mythical Morning. Pretty okay. funny. Oh, yeah, Jack Jack has shown me that. Yeah, they, they do all kinds of crazy. They've been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, they do some great stuff. And Dude, they uh, eat weird stuff, they, like bugs. They eat all sorts of sandwiches, different things that their crew makes for them, right? Dude, I'd get like, you some bugs. Will it macaroni? And they'll... You know, they'll do these Just come up with some weird... Maybe our fans would have some weird ideas for stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, I could I, I could find some bugs for you to eat. <laughs> well, you'd have to eat them too, and then 
they do a rating scale thing, and then we find out yeah, we like which one, to. which one's the best okay. tasting well, bug what, or something. Yeah, let's let's see not do bugs. Let's, let's start not, with something let's, else. Let's work our you way. You always out. have crazy ideas. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. let's paintball Corey and see what happens. Well, we still have to do that. No, we don't. No, I, I've <laughs> talked to some people. It's going to be part of a New Year's celebration. <laughs> we're going to let we're going to light some fireworks off, and we're going to shoot at you. I would rather I would take fireworks over. No, no, the fireworks are going off in the background. Oh, you're running in the front, and we're but you only get one shot. Okay, well, whatever. But from five feet away. But I get to run around. The fireworks. Five feet away. The fireworks are going off in the background. It's New Year's Eve. You're running back and forth. You know what I mean? Kind of like a video game. I'm five feet away, and I get to hit you with the paintball. It would be nice if you were bare chested too, because then we'd be able to see the impact. Cold outside. You'll be be able to see a lot. Okay. (laughs) okay should we move on uh yeah i i think we should so um we have uh part two segment of uh we have cool friends with rick lukens right yep if you didn't see last week's please go back to it and uh so just to explain rick lukens is a legendary sports broadcaster grew up in seattle um has done some um just a ton of sports stuff. Plus, like what he talked about with um, just the name of his show. What was the Lukens name? Lukens at Large. Lukens at Large. Yeah. Like he's just he's a plethora of storytelling. He's so excited, and so <laughs> yeah, we had a, probably almost a good hour yeah. of interview. So we broke that up, and part two we're gonna play with this episode. But if you didn't see part one, go back and watch it. Really good. Well, let's Fun. roll part two now. Okay. Other great memories. Let's see. Uh, um, um, you guys know who Dennis Erickson is, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just saw him uh, a couple of weeks ago down at the U of I game. You saw him? Yeah. Oh, you, Dennis was at the, at the Idaho game? Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah I, I, I enjoy the heck out of him. But, uh, he, you know, you guys know he was the coach at the University of Idaho twice. Uh-huh. And, um, and he, at first time he left Idaho, he went to Wyoming. Then he went to um, – Washington State, and then he went to Miami, and then he ends up with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but so having been in Pullman and in Moscow, he he knew me, he knew Dennis and Bud really well, and so he became the head coach of the Seahawks. And a couple things that I remember very fondly about that was um, the the Seahawks had their um, their after they had the draft, they had their you know their camp where the rookies come in out there in Kirkland. And, uh, and so Dennis Erickson was about to walk onto the field for the first time as a Seahawk coach. This is before training camp, which he had moved to uh, later back to Cheney. But um, so so he's walking on the field for the first time. So you got all the Seattle stations are all out there to get video of Dennis Erickson walking on the field for the first time as a Seahawks coach. And he walks on the field, and what, what does he go? He comes right up to Dennis Patchen and me and gives us hugs. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. we made the Seattle news that night big time. That's I thought awesome. that was great. That was great. Um, and then um, a couple years later, or a year later, he decided that he wanted to have training camp in Cheney again. And the Seahawks had this uh, um, media guy that, we didn't like very much. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, their, their main, their main media guy, Gary Wright is like a jewel of a man. Uh, He was a jewel of a man, but one of the people working for him, nobody liked him. And so we were out there as they were opening up training camp. We said, yeah, well, we, you know, we'd like to talk to Dennis if that's okay. And he goes, no, Dennis is too busy. You can't talk to Dennis. And we said, well, then we'd like to, you know, uh, talk to any players who have come in. He goes, the players are too busy right now. Well, have you got a schedule of when some players are coming into the airport so we can maybe meet them out there and talk to them before they're busy? No, that's confidential. You're not, no, we're not giving you that. So anyway, he's, we're getting nothing from him. Well, just about then we're in the, we're in the gym out there in Cheney where the Seahawks had set their offices up and Dennis Erickson comes walking by. He's going from the, from the, where the copy machine was back to his office. And he goes, he looks at Dennis Patchen at me and he goes, oh, hey, guys. And he said, hey, Dennis, how you doing? Yeah. He goes, and we exchange pleasantries and he goes, do you guys need to interview me? <laughs> Dennis goes, if you don't mind. And so this other guy who says, he's like, up, 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 up. And he goes, no, we're good. I'm going to talk to these guys. Perfect. So we talked to him 
And then he goes, what else do you need? And they said, we were hoping to find out when, uh, when uh, some certain players were coming in. And, and he goes, he's just coming back from the copy rooms. He goes, oh, I got all their itineraries right here. What do you want to know? That's <laughs> and so we found out we found out when Warren Moon was coming in Sweet. and uh, met him out at the airport and got an interview with him. That was I mean, it was awesome. It was just, you know, one of those things that's just made to order. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Here's here's a, here's another thing I said. I, I, yeah, I think of these things. Uh, I like to tell this to people at parties. I'm the only person. The only person in the world, I'm sure who has touched Michael Jordan and Cindy Crawford at the same time. Okay. And the way, yeah, yeah. Let's see, now you yeah. can you can lay that on people, you know. Right. Who's the only person, you know, and next time you're at a party or something, who's the only person to have touched Michael Jordan and Cindy Crawford at the same time? So I'm at the NBA Finals in Seattle, and uh, I'm walk. it's, it's halftime, and I'm walking back to the media room to get some stat sheets, and, um, um, so uh, it's walking through a, an area that's a whole bunch of people are milling about and, and some famous people. And the players are just starting to filter back toward the court for the second half. Mm -hmm. So as I'm walking in one direction, coming the other direction is Michael Jordan. Right. And I see in between him and me is Cindy Crawford standing there talking to somebody in this VIP area. And so I kind of adjusted the speed of my walk. So I passed them both. I passed between them both at the same time. And I stuck my arms out just another six to eight inches. And I touched them both at the same time. And I, and I brag, I brag about that to this very day. Did, did you feel any different at that moment? Uh, I, I got Michael Jordan's, I got Michael Jordan's sweat on my left forearm. And I didn't watch that for like a day or two. Right. <laughs> yep, I get it. I like your style. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, so I got that going for me, which is oh, nice. Yeah, Someday somebody, somebody will write something about it. You watch that one right away, huh? Okay. What, with, what, I watched which one? <laughs> the one that touched Cindy. <laughs> oh, no, no. On, on, on my right arm, it smelled like Cindy Crawford's perfume. So I, oh. I left that as well. Oh, yeah. that, okay. Which is, yeah. <laughs> she smelled heavenly. I bet. It's awesome, Rick. Hey, <laughs> what you just reminded me talking about like U of I days is uh, I just went to that Vandals game playoff game last Saturday. Uh, oh, they're they're doing great, aren't they? That's, they're one, awesome. One man. of my childhood legends. So Kenny Hobart played quarterback for the Vandals. Um, the throwing Idahoan. The throwing yeah. Idahoan, and uh, so I'm the the uh, Kamii kid. The Kamii kid, man, and uh, he yeah, played the CFL. He, he was a legend in the CFL, and uh, so like I I just start talking to his son. He's asking me about Carroll College, where my son goes, and he's I think he's a high school coach, and he was saying talking about some of his kids, and then he told me his last name. I'm like Hobart. Is your dad Kenny? And he goes, Yeah, and I was like, Dude your dad is a CFL legend. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you want to meet him. So shoot, went into the stands, had a great talk with Kenny. You know, he's like farming back, oh, that's awesome. back in the area, got a selfie with him, but like, just, you know, like some of those, like just sports connections. And when you meet somebody, it's, there's no, I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? Like I was a kid watching yeah. Hobart run around for the Hamilton tire cats. I go, and he's like, where are you from? I said, I grew up in Calgary. He's like, oh, they were terrible. We, they used to beat us all the time. And he was just a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, um, um, that's a, that's kind of a, that's another Dennis Erickson story there. So he had become the head coach of, of the Idaho Vandals. And I was in my last year working in, in, at, in Twin Falls, Idaho. And they had the big sky coaches, uh, conference at, at Sun Valley. So I drove up to that. Uh, with the specific purpose of interviewing Dennis Erickson uh, as the new Idaho Vandals head coach. And so that's the first time I met Dennis was it was right there that day in Sun Valley. And I said, uh, I said, well, you know, you've got this whole, you know, passing offense, this Jack Elway passing offense that you're going to be doing here. It was his first job as a head coach. And I said, but you haven't really got a quarterback because Kenny Hobart had played the previous year at Idaho, but they ran the freaking option. 
Right. They ran. I mean, he barely threw the ball. Right. And it's like he goes and he goes and he goes. Well, I think Kenny Hobart can 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 be the quarterback we need him to be. And I'm very excited. And I walked away from that thinking, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my God, Kenny Hobart lit it up, man. Yeah. He just lit it up. And he yeah. can he, he had that great CFL career. And he can thank Dennis Erickson for that. Yeah. The previous coach at Idaho was a wonderful man by the name of Jerry Davich, but they ran an option and right. Kenny Hobart was never gonna be a star. Uh, in that offense, right? There's another guy. Do you, you know the name Rick Werman? When he was oh, yeah. uh, he, he was the Washington kid. Yep. Another I'm, another another CFL quarterback. Yeah. Rick Werman. Uh, yeah, he was at Eastern Washington, and they beat Dennis Erickson in his last game in the Kibbe Dome at the University of Idaho. Uh, Rick Werman led a drive to score a touchdown. Uh, they when Idaho got the ball, there were. Uh, 38 or 48 seconds on the clock and he got them downfield and threw a touchdown pass to win that game and, and get into the, uh, get into the, uh, the national playoffs that year and eliminated. Oh, actually, that actually was the first round of the national playoffs and eliminated Idaho. The next day, Dennis Erickson, uh, flew to Laramie, Wyoming and became their head coach. Wow. So Rick Worman ended Dennis Erickson's career at Idaho, although he was going to go no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love that stuff, Rick. It's fun, you, dude. Your your mind is like an encyclopedia. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one thing is is that people people always say, you know, uh, b- back in the day when I was growing up in Shoreline, I had a, we had a group of people that I hung out with. Uh, former you know teammates and whatnot and and we were called the brotherhood and they my nickname was trivial rick because uh i i I basically remember everything yeah Uh, i can't i can't remember something my wife told me 15 minutes ago but i remember all that other stuff you and me both rick yeah (laughs) that's part of being a man i guess uh yeah that's kind of that's kind of part of the deal Hey, Rick, I, I know your love for the Rose Bowl. Is there any other, like, sporting event place that sticks out? Uh, like, like, like specific sporting events that I went to? Yeah, um, the, or the venue. That's a favorite. Oh, I see. I, I see what you're saying with the venue. Uh, guys, I, um, um, well, I was going to say Safeco Field, but yeah. – uh, uh, T-Mobile Park in in Seattle is is one of the most awesome places yeah. ever, um, and and I and I do love the Rose Bowl. I I love I love Pasadena, California. Right. I mean that's that's awesome. I'm trying to think of any other places that 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 really really stand out for me. I I you know what I I I've never been. I'm in March. I'm going to a Kraken game at Climate Pledge Arena. And my, my my daughter, who used to work for the Spokane Chiefs, has a connection and she got us tickets. So we're going to that. I'm so looking forward to going to Climate Pledge Arena because I, I have not seen that. Um, but for me, I it guys, it, it it's it's not so much the venue as as the event that's happening inside yeah. of it. Um, yeah. that 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 really stands out for me. And, and and I think the Rose Bowl does stand out just because of its setting there in the San Gabriel Mountains and everything, but um, it's 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 what's happening inside that, like that's it. always always mattered to me. You know, I've been to I've been to you know I've been to so many NCAA tournaments I can't even count them anymore. But it's guys, I, I it's so exciting to be in an NCAA tournament venue. And there's nothing spectacular about any of these venues. They all look the same. But there's so much excitement going on at these venues that you maybe don't even know about. It's just, it's just, and from my perspective, and in, in being able to be where I was in those venues, it, it, it's that stands out over my career and all the places that I went and all the great action that I saw and just the excitement of these venues and the fans that fill them. Uh, so, and any NCAA tournament venue, even the sub regionals are always extremely exciting yeah. places to be. Yep. I agree. Fun. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt about it. Just, just absolutely the best. I, uh, um, 
I went to uh, I went to the 1988 Olympics in Calgary. Oh yeah, and I think oh, that was that was we didn't run into each other. That was that was. Oh, probably. You know, we we probably did. Tony, you probably weren't old enough to drink back then, 18. Tony. In '88, I was there. Oh, you were 18. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, there was. I went. I went to a bar called Electric City there in Calgary. Oh, yeah. Did you ever go there? Oh, yeah. Was it called Electric City? You were yeah. on Electric Avenue. Yeah, that was a fun place. Is that uh, where they had like two Electric like Avenue? Five yeah. Five blocks of bar to bar to bar. I think. Yeah, it was just all so bars. You could just walk from one Avenue. to the other to the yeah. other to the other. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, that's trouble. Yeah, it's electric. Okay, that's what it was. Electric. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, what was the other thing from Calgary was uh, um, the one thing in Calgary that stood out, well, two things in Calgary stood out for me. One was that, um, and a lot of people don't know this, but um, Spokane TV stations were on cable in yeah. Calgary and people preferred to, preferred to watch the Spokane stations. It's even the news over yeah. the, the CTV stuff. Yeah. And so, our, my first time in Calgary was to go up there in the, for the Olympics in 88. We pull into town and the first thing we do is we stop somewhere to get something to eat, right? And we're sitting at the table and all of a sudden these drinks appear at our table. Awesome. And wow. I said, we didn't order these. And they go, no, the guys over there at that table ordered them and said to tell you that they love Channel 4. And we're like, What? And we were like freaking celebrities, yeah. Tony, oh, I, I, in, in Calgary, yeah. this city of 500,000, a million people. I don't even know. It's like they got a gazillion people there and it, like five times the size of Spokane. And we're bigger celebrities there than we are in Spokane. That's so cool. That was bizarre. Yeah, I grew, I grew up uh, so with I'm sitting Spokane in, channels. I was watching the Friday night show. Yep. Those are, I mean, it's a big deal. Like, yeah, and Calgary sports didn't do anything like that. And I wanted to play football yeah. in the States, and I was, like, watching that show. It was awesome. Cool. This one will kill you. So I'm sitting uh, – one time uh, back when the old uh, Spokane Arena still existed uh, – I mean, sorry, the Spokane Coliseum, um, there was a, there was a, a, a traveling uh, hockey exhibition of, of, like, movie stars and stuff. Oh, boy. And – they play these exhibitions. And so like guys like, you know, dependent on what city they were in and what time, but you know, Michael J. Fox might play and, and all these other people who, who grew up playing yeah. hockey. So on this particular night, one of the bigger stars who was playing in Spokane that night was Alan Thicke oh, and, and, you know, a Canadian yeah. people remember him from the show growing pains. Oh, yeah. And so I, I did a live interview with him. And this was like on a Thursday night in Spokane, right? And I did this, I did this live interview with him. And as we wrapped it up and he goes, oh, hey, can I say one more thing? He goes, I just want to say, uh, go Oilers. You know, Wayne Gretzky, he says, Wayne Gretzky's a friend of mine. And I want him to get one for the thumb, the, the fifth ring, get one for the thumb, go Oilers, you okay. know, because they were in the Stanley Cup playoffs at the time. So, okay, that's that. Okay, so that was on a Thursday night. Monday, I'm in my office in at, at KXLY, and the phone rings, and I say, "Sports, this is Rick." And this guy goes, "Rick, I'm so and so. Um, I'm calling you from Calgary. I'm Wayne Gretzky's agent." And I'm like, I, I didn't know whether or not to believe him. And I'm like, "Okay." And he goes, "Wayne was watching you on Thursday night and saw your interview with with Alan Thick, and we're, I'm wondering if we can get you to make a copy of that interview." On a, on a tape and send it up to us. And like there's this long pause. And what do you think of the next words out of my mouth? I say, Wayne Gretzky was watching me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Nine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. But we, we were on the air up in Edmonton yep. and Calgary. Yep. Sticking with, uh, with hockey. I mean, me growing up here, I wanted to see a hockey team get into Seattle someday while I was alive. And finally it happened. And it's been kind of fun watching the crack in these first couple of years. And I think I, I've seen the outside of Climate Pledge, um, you know, last year. We'll kind of walk around yeah. it. But uh, I, I can't imagine what that's going to be like for you, being able to get in there and see the excitement of the crowd Whoa. and everything. Yeah, and, I, and I've got a different perspective, Corey, because – 
uh, I grew up in Seattle right. and went to the old Seattle Center Arena, which then became Key Arena. Right. Um, and and you know, watch. I I you know, I would as soon as I got my driver's license, the first place I went was to a Sonics game, yeah. right? And so I basically hung out down in that arena as a as a teenager, cool. and it's it's still in the same place, and they kept the roof the way it pretty much right. was. But what they did was they dug down into the ground and built this beautiful palatial uh, arena. And so I just can't wait yeah. to walk through. And I know I'm going to get all kinds of nostalgic yeah. uh, emotions flowing through me when I walk in there. It's going to be a completely different place. Yeah. But I'm going to remember, you know, my 16-year-old yeah. self going down there and hanging out trying to get, you know, Lenny Wilkins' autograph, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I think we all probably Amazing. have certain stories inside Key Arena, right? That just being such a, a prominent place in that town, it seems like, you know, just concerts. And oh, I yeah. I still remember seeing like Little Feet for the first time at a bumper shoot when I was a little kid. <laughs> Barely yeah, I went to the bumper shoot. I saw I saw Emmy Lou Harris at the bumper shoot one year. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, you, you have that. You have the Sonics games. Uh, by the time I was really into basketball and the Bulls and the Sonics, uh, I had to watch them yeah. at the Tacoma Dome because King Reno was kind of yeah. done. So, yeah. For one of the, one of my great memories, uh, as a teenager was at key uh, at the Seattle center arena, um, uh, 1974, uh, I graduated in 75, 1974, uh, sept, uh September, uh, Elton John concert, the Yellow Brick Road Tour. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. What I was like, one of the, that was the first like mega concert I ever went to. And it was Elton John. I mean, you know, I mean, he's like, you know, he's a music god. So that. Wow. I think I lost the, I, 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 uh, okay, I thought I lost you. Guys. Yeah, that's huge. I thought that was All a right. big deal. Hey, Rick, have you ever gone to a cage match? <laughs> Oh, um, not, not the kind that you're talking about. I've never, I've never been to like a UFC style cage match. I did, uh, I did go to wrestling cage matches oh, well, in the better. old Spokane Coliseum. Oh God, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I, I, you guys remember, uh, you guys remember the Iron Sheet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, in the old wrestling days. So I'm in this cage match and this, I can't remember who was like, was, it was the Iron Sheik going? I can't remember who he was going up against. Dynamite Kid. He was he he was banging the guy's head on the on the cage, and I'm out with a camera shooting it. <laughs> guys, if you don't think this is real, I got blood spattered on my shirt right. wow. while I was shooting that because he was banging he was banging his opponent's head on the metal cage, and it was real blood, guys, and it got spattered all over my shirt. I, I wanted to hand him a bill for right. it. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yes, I've been to a cage match, but not USC. So Rick, I, I, we've asked some of our some of our interviewers this question. So you, you got the concept of a cage match in your head. You're in the cage. Yeah. And you know, like Canadian geese, like a full mature Canadian geese. You with me? Yeah, they're they're just they're disgusting yeah. animals. But go ahead. Me. How yeah. many Canadian yes. geese do you think you could take? If it was you versus the geese, like if it was, if you think like, like, geez, I, I, I could, I could yeah. fend off five, but six yeah. would kill me. Like how many do you think you could take right. in a cage? Okay. I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer the question as though I'm 25 years okay. old. Okay. okay. <laughs> can I, can I do yeah. that? Okay. I'm going to answer the question as though I'm 25 yeah. years old. The over under is one and a half. Okay. One and a half, one and a half is the over under. I, I, I think I can take one. Right. I might be able to take okay. two, no more okay. than that. So that's the over-under is right. one and a half. That's fair. You made me feel really good about my answer that I gave a couple of weeks ago. He laughed at me. <laughs> what was that? Well, I started with three, and then I thought about it, and then I was like, well, I have actually killed one, so I'll go six. Oh, God. I go, I'll go six. <laughs> Oh no way! I know. There's no way well, in the world. I was yeah. trying to tell him he thinks he could do fifty. Fifty, Rick. I could take fifty. No, oh, there's no way. 
You got no, you got no, no you got no bare weapon hands. in your hand? Bare hands. I, I could take no. him. He says he's just going to grab one of the, by the neck and start using it as a club. I, or with I don't know. Against the other ones? No, because the body will fly off. If you grab it by the head and you're swinging it around, the body will fly off the I'm neck and then you got and nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One and a half. You've been neutralized. Oh, that was... It, I like your style, Rick. I forgot about that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Rick, is there anything else? Like, I, I want to finish off by asking you, like, a life lesson or anything. But is there anything else that's sure. still sticking in your head? Because I'd love, I, I love talking with you, man. It, it's super fun. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think of it, you know, a half an hour from yeah. now, Tony. And uh, so, you know, call me, call, call me back in six months and we'll do this again. Exactly. I, I think so, Rick, because I think you're going to be a repeat yeah. cool friend because we love talking to you, man. <laughs> okay. Super fun. So, All right. Rick, yeah. anything that's kind of stuck with you, like a, a quote or just a, a life lesson, something that you would share that's kind of stuck with you? Well, yeah, I, I got, I'm, I, I'm actually prepared for this because you gave me a little bit of yep. warning that you were going to ask me something yep. about this. Um, so I've got, I've got two things. Um, and, 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 and these are things that the first one is something that's just from me. Okay. Um, and, and I, and I, and this is something that I tell, um, people who, who want to, when they ask me, you know, if they want to get into broadcasting, and, you know, or they're in broadcasting and what do I do, et cetera. And I actually have two nephews um, who have taken the broadcasting route. And I told them this um, never. And I think this applies to anything. OK, mm -hmm. but I've applied it to broadcasting because I've seen so many people in the broadcasting industry who have done the opposite. Um, my my thing is, and I think it applies to a lot of things, guys, is never, ever stop trying to get better. No matter how good you are and how good people tell you you are, all right, and how good you think you are. And you might be right. They all might be right, okay? Never stop trying to get better. Love it. Because that's how you perpetuate and sustain um, is because if you're trying to get better, you're not stagnant. You, you keep you keep building. Yeah. You can always you I, you can always be better. But I don't want to say you can always be better. I want to say you you should never stop trying to get better yeah. at what you do. Okay. So that's one. Um, the other one is, and I think this is for all people at all times, and I and I mean this sincerely, especially in today's everything climate. Uh, the more you listen, the more you will be listened to. Yeah. you got, you got things to say, right? Okay. People don't want to hear your crap. If that's all you want to do is spew your crap. Okay. Listen to what people have to say and people will listen to you. And then maybe your message to them changes after you've listened to what they have to say. The more you listen, the more you will be listened to. I love that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Words of wisdom from our cool friend. Uh, live, live by it, guys. <laughs> Rick, super cool. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. I, I owe you. I'm hoping there will be a time in the future we can get together. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll call our mutual friend. I told you we're going to, I'm going to, I've got to get together with, with him and, and, and maybe we can all get together here someday. Yep, soon. After the holiday, that'd be, that'd be awesome, Tony. Yep. I'd love to be there. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks All right. again, Rick. Happy holidays. Pleasure. Happy holidays to you. Talk. Pleasure talking with both of you, Corey and Tony. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right. So that was awesome having him join us. Oh, so fun. He's like a little encyclopedia. He'll start talking and then you can have like just a little thing you say and then boom, he's off into like, oh, by the way, there was this and this and, this. and yep. it's so it's just yep. amazing. Yep. I love I love the the baseball and like oh, yeah, it's so interview. fun yeah it's yeah. so fun to talk to him and see the excitement um you know for rick like rick it's <laughs> a good for you that you've retired but we've lost kind of you know uh, a, a personality 
And I know you still got a, like a couple toes in the water of, of the sports world and, and broadcasting, but, um, you know, we miss you and we were just very thankful that you did our interview. So appreciate yes, the heck out you. of you and, you know, we'll give it some time here and bring Rick back. Yeah. Fun. I like it. Fun no? guy to talk to. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, uh, you want to do a, a quick little reminder about the fundraiser event coming up this weekend? Yes, this okay. weekend. It is here. The Trisha McCullough fundraiser uh, this Saturday at the Kootenai County Fairgrounds. That's December 16th. Um, food, uh, dancing. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> raffle for uh, all kinds of cool um, firearms that um, are donated by the uh, Black Sheep here in town, Sporting Goods Company, all in support of Trisha McCullough and in her um, raising funds for her um, treatments and rehabilitation in coming back from a, a terrible car crash on her way to Carroll College. So uh, anything we can do uh, to help out. So, um do yeah. you think do you think they'll be auctioning off um, paintball guns? Is that part of firearms or not really? Well, we're gonna find out. <laughs> okay. You're gonna get you're gonna get blasted <laughs> with a paintball gun, Corey. It's uh, gonna happen. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, if you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends and family. Thumbs it up. Do a little subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know when our new episodes are coming out. And hey, check the youtube channel often because there's lots of little clips some shorts and stuff like that that you can check out that we post on there and uh definitely the i'm mad segments so you know you're not going to miss a thing if you're going to the channel and uh we definitely appreciate you joining us thanks for your time anything you need to say on the way out the door ho ho hope to see you next time oh nice okay